welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh, and we're doing a show. <laughs> we're doing a big show for everybody to come out and enjoy. It's 150 degrees, bitch! <laughs> Drop your ten pennies down into the slot for to, uh, to come into the show. Uh, Is that a thing? What was that? Nickelodeon? Yeah, to see the Nickelodeon. Nick, that was Nick, a nickel, Nick, though. Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon. Yo, did you want to get slimed? Yeah, I did. I don't know why I wanted it so bad, or still want it. I don't know. Apparently, it's, like, made out of edible shit. Like, you can eat it. Yeah, I think it's, like, got oatmeal in it. Is that cottage cheese or something? Ugh, uh, I don't that know. sounds maybe gross. I, and I like cottage cheese, and I still yeah, but want I don't, that. Cottage cheese is, like, one of those things where, like, the more it is, the grosser it gets oh right? yeah like, absolutely if you got like yeah. a little container of cottage cheese yum 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 if you got all like the, if you drop yeah. it on me no thanks all the white substances fall under that category i disagree on m-class cottage podcast cheese, we, mayonnaise <laughs> jizz <laughs> go ahead damn it i had a great joke <laughs> i didn't i didn't have one everybody cards on the it. table uh, on M Class podcast, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, believe it or not, and we review it. We give we we don't even just discuss it anymore. We give it a real review on the Cochrane the Catfish warp scale. Yeah, ten is when you turn into a catfish. So it's the best one. Yeah. And before we even get into what episode we're going to be doing this time, because this is sort of a one-off episode between collections. Uh, I would like to thank each and every one of you listeners who took part in the uh, Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive in the month Ooh. of June. It was a huge success. Oh, it was a massive success. We had a goal set of $1,000, and we hit uh-huh. it, which is Ooh. insane. Big shouts out to Bam, who was just on the show for a huge pledge. And a clutch, massive pledge, bigger than I've ever seen anyone give anyone. That's crazy. Uh, to Parrot Mancer. I'm sh- I'm sorry, I don't know your real name. Maybe that's on purpose. That's a great name. That might be their real name. <laughs> their first name Parrot, last name Mancer. It could be their profession too. Maybe they're a Parrot Mancer. God, I would love to know what that looks like. It's just like. It's just like a pirate's wet dream. It's just conjuring parrots. Yeah. <laughs> like thousands of parrots. Oh, God. That sounds horrific, actually. Pledge to the Patreon! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, Patreon.com slash podcast is where it went down. Uh, you can continue supporting us. I know we're going to lose... Probably about a thousand dollars, I'd say. Oh uh, no! Month. But uh, if you would like to support us and keep us going, that's where you can do it. But um, the thousand dollars is coming from Desrath directly to the Trevor Project, uh, which, as we've talked about before, is a suicide prevention hotline for LGBTQ plus teenagers. It's extremely worthwhile uh, cause that you should donate to at any time of the year. Um. We, uh, Josh and I, by this point, will, when this episode comes out, will have donated a lump sum each. And if you want to know how much that is, uh, and how much we ended up giving total to the Trevor Project, you can find out on, uh, at M Class Podcast on Twitter. We'll definitely post yeah. it on that. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, I saved, uh, so I got an email from the Trevor Project, uh, and I don't remember who the woman in charge is. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but I like kept the email because it, I don't know, it like made me feel good. I oh, was like, because yeah. they were like, oh, thank you so much for you know, and I was like, oh, this is, I don't know, it just it, it's I think a really good charity, and a really good thing, and it feels good to help if you want to feel good. Then donate to the Shriver Project. You'll feel like a million bucks, especially if you donate a million bucks. Wow! If you did that, I mean, that would that'd be great. Put <laughs> put my name on it. <laughs> uh, so this time around, we're doing a one-off episode. We decided since there was no Voyager episode in Bam's Cards and Casinos collection, which we just finished last episode, with the help of Bam himself, go listen to that one if you haven't. That's a oh fucking man, it's hoot. a crazy one. Uh, I looked up one of the highly, like the most highly rated episodes of Voyager that showed up a ton on different lists of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. Was it just crickets? Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck you, Voyager. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, an episode called The Void, season 7, episode 14, came up on... uh, about half the lists I looked at, so I was really sort of, um, it piqued my interest in a way, and I really needed to see this episode, because, like, Voyager's usually not amazing. No. Uh, this episode's like a, a Star Trek episode. Yeah, this episode's actually pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed this episode. I remembered this one but i i get this one confused with there's some other ones that kind of do similar true well the, like, the sort of really, concept but... of the pocket dimension that you get trapped in yeah is yeah. from a tos episode a tas episode the animated series is this quetzalcoatl no quetzalcoatl is fucking dead he's gone forever jesus fucking... it's uh, an episode of the animated series called the time trap in which the enterprise is sucked into a dimension which is full of other ships but they've created like a government together because they've been there for so unbelievably long how many satans are in there so this episode uh <laughs> oh oh i wanted to say i thought that you picked this episode to uh fill the void oh shit <laughs> you between collections you have completely just bought your fucking seat at the table again you you just Ah, man. Well, usually we avoid Voyager episodes. All right, well, you're off the show now, I think. (laughs) They should change the name to Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) Get him out of your system. What else you got? That's it. That's it. I don't believe you. Uh, (laughs) This episode was directed by Mike Vahar, who we've mentioned before is Mike Vaharder and Vaharder because of how he fucked. (laughs) Because of how he fucked. Is he the one who hated Wesley? Uh, No, he was not the one who hated Wesley. Uh, Do we know that for sure? No, we don't know that for sure. Like, everybody hated Wesley. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, But he directed other series such as Babylon 5, The Dead Zone, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, and something called Jeremiah, which sounds somewhat familiar, but I I don't fucking recognize it. Is that that Pearl Jam song? (laughs) 
Damn. I haven't thought about Pearl Jam in a fucking minute. Yeah. You know why? Because you don't need to. No. I've never been like a Pearl <laughs> I Jam I don't like guy. Yeah, I don't like I don't. You were either like a Nirvana guy or a Pearl Jam yeah, guy. Yeah, right? I was much more of a Nirvana guy. Yeah, I was like sure. four yeah. or whatever. But <laughs> You were four. Yeah. I was, a, I was a big Nirvana guy when I was four. Wait, what year were you born? 86. 86. Yeah, you were like eight, six, like six. Yeah, I, was like, I was like five or six when Nirvana yeah. hit, and I was fucking into it. I was like nine, ten. God, you're so old. I'm so old. <laughs> uh, this episode was written by three different dudes. Uh, Raph Green. Who, Which is Raphael's alter ego when he puts that jacket on, the, the duster. Oh yeah, when he's when he's like uh, he's a punker and fucking uh, Casey Jones got beat him up with a cricket stick. Uh, cricket, you gotta know what a crumpet is. Oh man, let's just talk about that instead. That movie, did we watch? <laughs> we watched that, right? Yeah, we did a commentary track on that. That movie rocks, dude. That movie's so fucking good. Down and in. Uh, oh, um, he was the assistant director on Siriana, the movie. I think we all remember that. Starring Christopher Plummer. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite fucking now. thing about Memory Alpha is that it always says starring and then whatever person that's been on Star Trek in it. So it's always like the tertiary characters in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's also. Yeah, this. I was going to say, this episode came out on on Valentine's Day. It filled, 2001. It filled the void in our heart on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in. I redeemed myself, everyone. He's in, bitch. <laughs> uh, it was also written by James Kahn, who uh, became supervising producer on Voyager during its seventh season. James Kahn, like the actor James Kahn? Yeah. God, I was hoping, but no. Oh, that sucks. But he wrote the novelization of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. And he also That's wrote cool. this episode. Yeah, I guess it's kind of easy to write a book when somebody like gives you the script. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you think you're being funny, but he also wrote three episodes of William Shatner's Tech War. So. Well, fuck. Well, then... I am fucking egg on your face, fool. <laughs> I take it back. He's a master of his craft. And uh, the last guy was Kenneth Biller, who is like, he's the only person whose article I've read who like really worked his way up the fucking ladder. Like, yeah, he started out in the second season. Uh, he started out in the first season as a story editor, became a co-producer in the second season. And by the final season was executive producer. He just got, like, raises and a new title every was year. Was he, like, cutting the heads off of his rivals? <laughs> like, uh, how did he... He wrote 35 he... fucking episodes of this show. Is how he did it. That's crazy. He... I bet he has the highest percentage of good episodes to bad episodes. Uh, let's find out, actually. I'm gonna... I don't recognize a lot of these titles, but let's I don't see. know any of the titles for voice. I'm not gonna oh lie. My God. The like, Q and the Gray, the one where they go to the Q the world. Civil War. It's Civil War. <laughs> oh, my God. That one's terrible. <laughs> That's, like, the worst Q. Ep- those... Oh, God. Um, also, The Void. Anyway, um... <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he wrote um, an episode of X-Files that won an award. Oh, well, episode. Eve. 
Which one's that one? Uh, there's not an article for it on the X-Files wiki, which is very suspect. <laughs> oh my god, are we like looking at a real X-File? Uh, Eve is the 11th episode of the first season of the X-Files. Uh, it's got twins in it. Yeah. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, that episode sucks. <laughs> yeah, the first season's uh, not that great. No, X-Files is a fucking great show, though. Yo, Home PA, that episode. Oh god, Ooh. yeah. Woo. They like, they like never showed it, because it was so fucked up. Yeah. Like, they were like, we, we can't show this anymore. <laughs> that episode freaks me the fuck out. Still to the this fuck, day. Dude, it's terrifying. Yes, yes it is. The uh, mom under the bed. Oh let's not God. let's not talk about specifics. Let's watch that and just for Halloween. Just let's fucking just watch no that. arms, no legs. Just fucking ah, fuck me, son. Getting on with her kids. Is that where the porn incest thing comes so, from? So uh, he was also a writer on Beverly Hills 90210. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> it's gonna seem like I I edited out a swath of me talking about that. <laughs> But I didn't. But you did, actually. I didn't. He edited out a full 20 minutes of him talking about it. And somewhere in the middle, I just started hearing some suspect noises coming from his microphone. Like that guy in the car I saw yesterday watching porn. Oh, I can't believe that shit. Dude, it was like, you know how, like, the Bluetooth goes through your speaker, right? And, like, there's just, like, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. This dude has nothing to hide from the world. Oh, fucking 110 degrees, windows open, watching porn in your car. My God. On windows Broad Street. open? <laughs> On Broad Street, near the fucking uh, Independence Hall. Fucking oh Jesus. Oh, my God. That's where democracy comes from. You can't just beat it out there. <laughs> That's where democracy comes from. Oh, my God, Josh. It's no wonder that you get paid the big bucks. Down, down, down. Um... So, our heroes, quote-unquote, are headed through the Delta Quadrant. They're still trying to make it home. Yeah. And seven, and seven season seven, seven, episode 14, so let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking get there already, Barkley. What are you doing? <laughs> seven of Nine is throwing a hoity-toity dinner where she looks down her nose directly at everybody. This is great, because she's, like, classic, like, just really passive-aggressive 7 and 9. Oh, yeah. I love it. She's really fucking funny, especially when she's like, Mr. Paris, maybe I'll make something that's more to your taste. Perhaps a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. What, it made me feel bad because I had just eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, here's the thing 7 of 9 doesn't understand because she's a robot. Yeah, how uh, good they Peanut are. butter and jelly sandwich is fucking rule, so... Yeah. No, uh, here's what you do, though. White bread, more peanut butter than jelly. Oh yeah, I think I do. Like, I think I do white bread like even even toe peanut butter. No, I want like. peanut butter so thick I can't even move my mouth. I want to like choke on the peanut butter. I give you something to choke on. Choke me, peanut butter, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, seven and nine has made some fucking hoity-toity dinner, and Neelix is like, "Oh, maybe I should just give up." <laughs> and we're like, "Yes, good, and thank you." Give up on life. He does though. He goes and, like pretty soon. He's like, "I'm gone. See you." Yeah, not soon enough for Jeff. <laughs> could happen in season like three. It could have happened at the end of the episode he was introduced in. To be honest, it could have, and he would have just been a guy who was on the show. The thing is about Neelix, I love making the one Neelix fan mad who loves him. There might be two. 
The thing about Neelix is that he's he never, except episodes that are about him, never actually adds anything to the show. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Even in this episode, he's like, I, I was hoping I could go look for supplies, and they're like, no. No. I mean, he has a line in this episode that helps convince aliens to join or whatever, but that could have been fucking anybody. Yeah, I could have given that to, like, fucking, what's his name? The nerd guy who plays clarinet. <laughs> Josh is his name. Um, I always, whenever I think of Neelix, I think about the Community episode where they make the space thing, and they have the little CG guy that can only jump up and down and go Zuba Zuba Zuba. Yeah, yeah. That's Neelix <laughs> as a character. That's yep, yep. Uh, anyway, um, after they have their fucking hoity-toity ass dinner, right? Like fully up their own ass about it, eating snails and shit foie gras or something uh they get they find just a void in the middle of space i mean shocker right with the title of the episode and everything yeah also voyager uh like has some kind of like curse upon it that it finds wormholes and voids like uh every five episodes yeah, and they, they think they it's going to take them home almost every yeah. time, and then it doesn't. There's that one. There's that one funny episode where they find like a wormhole, and they're like, "Oh, here we go!" <laughs> <laughs> like they like totally acknowledge it. They're like, "Oh man, that's good writing." And like, I want to <laughs> say right out the gate, this episode is like great. I actually really like. Yeah, this, this is a good episode. Yeah, um, they get sucked into the void. And uh, as soon as they get sucked in, like they're they get pulled in so fast that they don't even have time to try to like reverse course or anything. They're just like pulled straight in, and yeah, within like, seconds, kind of black hole. like ships show up, like a starship shows up and starts just firing on them. Yeah, and they're like, "What the shit?" <laughs> and um, the shields are damaged, which the like attacking ship uses as like their little like window in, and they just transport out all of their food and uh, yeah. deuterium. Yeah, deuterium I think is uh, hydrogen with an extra neutron. It's real. It's a real thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's deuterium it, or heavy hydrogen. Yeah, it's made in nuclear reactions. So we we have it in on Earth. Yeah, deuterium with a mixture of tritium was used as fuel in anti matter antimatter reactions aboard starships. There you go. And so they basically steal their food and their fuel. It's old fashioned piracy, but in space they steal their weed plants, which is crazy. It's crazy that they're eating weed plants, because it'll just make you hungrier. Chakotay's like, they stole the weed plants from the hydroponics, I mean, aeroponics, bay, wink. <laughs> uh, they're all a little confused about being robbed of their deuterium, because it's uh, found yeah. everywhere in space. Yeah, it's, hi it's hydrogen, just fucking, yeah, get it everywhere it's everywhere but they try and scan the anomaly that they're in and they find out that there's nothing in it besides the other ships it is completely devoid of all resources it is a literal void not the type of yeah. void that we're used to in space neelix is like where'd the stars go because <laughs> he's fucking useless and he does that dance gif for no reason. <laughs> and it plays... This is when we meet uh, General Valen. 
Yeah, cool name. More like a that's like a Star Wars name. It, it's a little bit Star Warsy. He doesn't look like a Star Wars character. He looks like leftover broccoli head makeup that they just put more of it on him. He looks like like dollar store Goldicott. Yeah, a little bit actually. At first, I was like, "Is that him?" No, there's he's unmistakable. You can't mistake him for. No, we picked out Gold Ducat in our last commentary track. Our last Jeff and Josh shoot the shit or yeah. uh, talk over movies. I mean, yeah, he's in Total Recall. He as Gold Ducat. <laughs> he's in Total Recall as Human Ducat, wearing a cool hat. <laughs> but uh, General Valen is like, look, um, the only way to get fuel to get food to get supplies inside the void is to attack ships that have just arrived because they're completely helpless they don't know what's going on and you can raid them for everything they have which is what they just did to you it's a it's a really shitty way to live yeah and this dude has been at it for five years at this point so he's the best pirate yeah he's like captain blackbeard that's a pirate, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like One-Eyed Willie. Was One-Eyed Willie a good pirate? I don't think so. I don't think any pirates are good. He was a skeleton. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he liked booby traps, and you're supposed to connect that One-Eyed Willie is related somehow to the Goonies. Yeah. Because uh, they also make booby traps. His his name uh, means penis as well. Yeah, that's a, the joke. Which too, is pretty cool. 1985. It was hilarious. <laughs> <It's> still hilarious. <laughs> but uh, General Valen like offers his help. He's like, "Look, I'll teach you how to raid. I'll like, I'll teach you these tactics." Yeah, join my like pirate cult crew. And Janeway refuses, and she's like, "Look, we're gonna escape the void." And Valen's like, you can't fucking do that, you dumb dumb. Yeah, she, she's like, look, just you're gonna you're gonna do this. Like you're gonna resort to this. Like it always happens. Yeah, and like <laughs> there's there's sort of a situation where everybody's spirits are fairly high at this point. They're all like, yeah, we're not yeah. gonna fucking take up your cause. We're not gonna be pirates like you, you piece of shit. Yeah. What happens next kind of knocks them off their high horse a little bit. Yeah, which is great. They figure out when the next funnel, that like the kind that sucked them in, is going to appear in the void, and the idea is that they're going to like fly back through it and break through to normal space. They even come up with the idea that once they hit normal space, they're going to have to jam on like warp 8. 8.2. In- in order to escape the gravity well that's gonna w- like happen when the funnel opens up. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of warp for that's like ha- like you wouldn't probably would only need to go warp two. <laughs> now you gotta right? go warp eight point two. Like it's Voyager how- <laughs> really pushes back hard against the warp. Like for some reason, everything takes high ass warp because the ship is fast, right? Like yeah. they. They like they like made a hot rod ship because like you could tell because it's got spoilers. It's true. <laughs> the spoilers go up when they go to warp, right? And they, it's that's how fast it is. The the problem with being like we made a hot rod ship is that there is a hard cap on how yeah. fast you can go in this it doesn't universe. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter like how fast it is, right? Like that's not what warp is. It's 
it's not like cool to watch, right? No, it's just not really. It's like hyperspace in Star Wars. Like, okay, we're in hyperspace. Cool, whatever. <laughs> you uh, warp numbers are arbitrary. Like one yeah. is higher than the other, but like the measurements change between the times as well. Like the warp five in TOS time is not warp five in Voyager time. No, warp five in in canon canon now, from what I understood, and this could have changed again. Is it's exponential, right? So, mm-hmm. like one is the speed of light, or slightly above. Two is two times. Three is four times. Uh, four is sixteen times, right? Five is whatever sixteen squared is. I don't know, five hundred and something. Yeah, it's like um, it is an exponential jump, and I th- like again that changed from TOS to now, so it yeah. may have changed from then to I don't know Picard or something. Yeah, who kn- who fuck knows now, right? Uh, now it's probably just hyperspace. Oh, we're just everywhere now. It's like uh, <laughs> you're everywhere at once. It's Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. You get turned into a catfish no matter what warp you're going at yeah. now. <laughs> we got anti-catfish pills on every ship. <laughs> we use the the Nicelum or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, so they they try and they fail. They get like a big white explosion happens and they get dropped back down through the funnel back into the void. And now they've taken... A ton of damage. They're still missing ninety percent of their food and over half of their energy. Yeah, their warp core is off, which is like, ha- what? Yeah, doesn't that <laughs> run like most of the systems? I mean, like nuclear reactors on Earth like never stop. It's just it's just off. <laughs> we hit the we hit the big on off switch on the wall yeah. by accident. How would you even turn off? A warp drive, right? Like, yeah, that's a good question. But for the purposes of this episode, it's fucking off, and that's a problem. It's bad because the void sucks the energy or something. Um, they do mention that offhandedly that, like, since being in the void, they're using three times the energy for things that would normally take like three times less. Yeah, maybe because there's nothing there. Maybe because like they talk about like ram scoops, which like gather space particles as like a, a like kind of like a jet engine but like they convert that into energy oh too. yeah 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 yeah. you're right so like maybe because there's no particles that they're it's just they can't do that i don't know i'm i'm explaining something that i'm sure they didn't even <laughs> consider you're you're just spitballing ideas here yeah, I'm just better at Star Trek than the writers of well, Star Trek. I think after 103 episodes of M-Class Podcast that we've proven that we're better at Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Than the I mean, we're, we're better than, like, everybody. That's true. <laughs> we are the top of the totem pole. The yeah. best of the best. The apex pro- podcasters. So the, the, the top, he's the VIP, he's the championship. It's the most What's that? top, top cat. Top cat? Yeah, that's me. I'm top cat. I prefer bottom cat, if you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Explain to us. I butt fuck top cat. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I think we get it now. <laughs> top cat specifically? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Damn, whatever. it's right in his name that he was a top anyway. He was. Um, they have, like, a week left before they're going to run out of energy completely. So Janeway's like, look, we're going to go take back what was taken from us. 
Yeah, we're gonna steal back our shit. Give me my deuterium, you fuckers. We're gonna get some answers. Yeah, give me my weed back. And they uh, they track down the ship that stole their stuff, but the ship is on fire in, in the void, which brings up a few questions. Yeah, how does that work? But um, the <laughs> How does that work in regular space? That's also a good question. This is like doubly <laughs> ridiculous that it's on fire, but... It's like that scene in Futurama when they go underwater and... Zoidberg's house burns down. <laughs> Hermes is like, this just raises many questions. And then Vendor picks his cigar up and says, oh, that's where I left my cigar. This raises further questions. <laughs> uh, the ship's gone. Crew's dead. Everything's been taken. The only thing that's been left behind is the casing around the warp core. Yeah, which has been out of try. Ceratops. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Triceratops. Saber tooth tiger. Saber tooth tiger. Uh, pterodactyl. It's um. It's made out of something that they're gonna be able to like melt down and use as energy somehow. Yeah, it's, it's trillium D in it. They're gonna inject that shit in their blood. <laughs> At least we can die high as fuck. Yeah, we're gonna get fucking Vulcan high, bitch. So they uh, beam the warp core casing over, and Torres and Seven of Nine go down with flashlights and wrist cool wrist flashlights. So you know it's the future. That's, uh, it seems like if it's the future, wouldn't you have like a flashlight that's like mounted on your shoulder or like yeah. it's already on your scanning device? But what I liked, what I liked in the Old Republic, the game was you had a flashlight. That just hovered next to you, so when you turned, it turned and stuff, you know? Sure, like Squawks like, the Parrot from Donkey Kong Yeah, it Kong was, like, Country. on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like Squawks, the, like the Pirate, Parrot Mancer. <laughs> Thank you again, Parrot Mancer. You're the best. Thanks, Parrot Mancer! <laughs> oh, God, you turned Josh into a parrot? Uh-oh! 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 <laughs> <laughs> You do a good parrot, actually. Uh, yeah, I can do some things. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but inside, they find like a, a gross little guy who's uh, can't talk, and he has like a, a big green goo gash on his leg. I thought this was this was really cool because it was really creepy. Like he was hidden in there really yeah, well. Yeah, he was actually. You like just, I was you like, see oh. the movement first. Yeah, when then and they I was like, see. Oh god, it. that's scary. I was like, oh no. But then he's your friend. He's like kind of like a little puppy dog. He's like a rat. Yeah, they're like rats, right? Yeah, they're, they're space like space rats. They're from the void, but that doesn't make any sense. No, it does not make. It, I was gonna bring this up. It makes zero sense. Like. <laughs> Unless ships have literally yeah. for all time existed Always. inside the void. Because they talk yeah. about only 29 ships have life signs on them in the void. There's like a hundred and some ships, but only 29 of them have life signs. Yeah, they're... they're um, It's like nine light years uh, wide, right? Which like yeah. sounds big, but it's not in space terms. And like, how many ships pass this thing? Like, how, like is this like a fucking highway? Like... How many ships are there in space at, at, at one point in time? Yeah, especially in the a Delta lot? Quadrant. Where, yeah. like, a, a lot of species that they meet in the Delta Quadrant don't even have warp travel. Yeah, because, like, the Borg would have eaten you up already, yeah, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. The, the Borg being from the Delta Quadrant brings up a lot of questions about why 
so many civilizations do have warp travel. Yeah. I, they kind of hand wave it by just being like, well, the Borg, they're the Borg, right? Like, they just, sure. they have their reasons. They, <laughs> they operate under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's guess. fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but they find this, this humanoid rat man. And Fantome. Fantome, yeah. They send him to, uh, sickbay, and the doctor sort of determines that the reason why. Uh, he was able to survive on that ship is because his body is like made to like exist for a long period of time without any oxygen, like no. Atmosphere. Why not just? Why not? I guess they couldn't make him not breathe because then they could just beam him into the void, right? Yeah, he has to breathe eventually, apparently. Which is like weird. Like, yeah, okay. if you're from here, how does that work? How did you evolve here to breathe oxygen? Like, that makes no sense. The it oxygen isn't that, even native to the void. Yeah, exactly. Oxygen wouldn't even be like a, a a particle that exists in this place, right? Like I, I guess what we're like overlooking is the idea that like they originate from the void through um like crossbreeding or through experimentation oh, or through uh, evolution, like so, like yeah. ships that have been in the void for like hundreds of thousands of years, or something. Yeah, maybe they were like a crew that. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Uh, I'm into that. That's cool. Um, just calling them native to the void is a little strange, but you you can use your imagination and fill in some gaps. I'm gonna use my imagination to think about that crossbreeding thing you were talking about. Oh God, let's take a minute and think about that and. We'll be right back after these messages. Hold on, let me roll my windows down. <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, I'd do anything to get fruity pebbles with new grape flavor. Big Rock Jones! Tastes fruity delicious. It's time to make my grape escape. Post fruity pebble cereal. Now with grape flavor. Part of this nutritious breakfast. And we're back from those messages. Hopefully you'll enjoy that good or service. We don't really have a sponsor this time around. So. No! You could be our sponsor, though, if you email us at mclassemail, right? Yeah, singular. At gmail.com. Yeah. If you shoot us an email about sponsorship, we can get you some deals going. Uh, again, we're going to have to like what you're selling to yeah. have you as a sponsor, so don't take offense if we're like, ah, oh, we got a pass. If it's porn, you're in. If it's got boobles, you're in. If it's anything, well, you're in, maybe. <laughs> um, they find who has stolen the supplies from the people who stole the supplies from them, and it turns out to be General Valen again. Yeah, and, and they're like, yo, you got our shit, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's... I don't got your shit, I got their shit. And yeah, if their shit nice. happens to be some of your shit, that's no shit off of my nose. Yeah, he's real he's it's you see it's true colors. And he's like, I ain't giving you shit smooth heads. Damn, I don't remember that, but that makes sense. I was like, damn, this guy's a racist. Yeah. I mean he's been in the void for five years. He thinks like prison, like prison rules. 
So he became like part of the Aryan Brotherhood. In yeah, is what you're saying. He became a part of the Alien Brotherhood. Oh my fuck, Josh! <laughs> God damn! Why am I even on this show? Uh, host guy got a host. Laugh guy got a laugh. That's true. I do love that. Um, he's like talking this big fucking game, and then Janeway just fires on him once and knocks his shield. Yeah, down. she's like, she's like, knock his shields down. <laughs> and they beam the supplies back on board, and it turns out they only have half of the original supplies because they've used the rest. Yeah, but they at, at first though they're like, should we like steal more of his stuff? Yeah, because like, they're like, while we're here, like, like he, he, would he would do it. To he us. would do the same thing to us, so yeah. we should do it. And she refuses, and they all kind of like exchange glances afterwards. Yeah, I really like this because like it, it's disturbing, maybe because it's just so too real for me. How quickly everyone's sort of willing to be like, well, <laughs> yeah, they end, up, you know? they end up in a situation where it's sort of kill or be killed, right? Yeah, it's survival and of the fittest. If they don't play by the rules that have been set out, there's a good chance that everyone on the ship is going to die. So yeah. the question becomes, is Starfleet morality worth risking everyone's life for? And Janeway believes yes. Yeah, she does a cool thing, though, where she's like, I, I like, she's like a lawyer, and she's <laughs> like, I'm going to go read the Starfleet charter and see if it says anything about, like, extenuating circumstances, yeah. <laughs> right? And, I mean, as she points out, the Starfleet charter is, like, a document about, like, ideals. It's not, like, a legal document that would have loopholes yeah. and shit. Yeah, it does, it's, it's like, kind of like the Constitution, but sort of not, right? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Um, Tuvok and Chakotay come in, and they they sort of, like are nervous to talk to her about this because they yeah. Chicote gives her a pad and he's like um we're we're you know we're going to still we only got half the supplies back we're still going to run out within a week we have about 7 days and she's like very cleverly says you know like it doesn't take two of you to deliver a pad to me what's on Yeah your mind? and what's what's cool about that though too is like in every episode of any star trek ever there's only ever been like one person going into the captain's you know what i mean like rarely yeah. are two people walking in right yeah that's true it's and very jarring i was like what's he doing here they're sort of trying to bring a united front to her to ask her and they they do ask because she is the captain and they're the crew right you know are our operations going to change because of our extreme circumstances right you know we could have taken more from General Valen, like, he would blow us out of the sky for our stuff. Like, are we gonna still be the Federation, even if it might cost our lives? Yeah. And she says, you know, I think the Federation morality that you're talking about isn't gonna cost us our lives. It's going to get us out of here and save what us. What a great... What a great concept. Oh my god. I love it. It is an amazing concept. She comes and up she with the idea... Of forming an alliance among the peoples here that are trapped in the void, which is a fucking yeah. genius idea, and it's fully Starfleet. The Alien Brotherhood. <laughs> the Alien... Well, now that we've compared it to the other one... I don't no, know. it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's... It, it, like it's like just some literally a microcosm of Starfleet. She's like, well, why... You know, like, Starfleet formed to protect itself against 
like the Romulans, but like other things, and we all became stronger because of it, right? Like, why can't we do that on the small scale <laughs> with just these ships? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a great idea. And I mean, they have sort of they have sort of a back and forth, right? About, um, I mean, I guess this happens uh, a little later. They have sort of a back and forth about Janeway wants to give of their supplies in order to show yeah. their trustworthiness, in order to help the people that are out here. And Chakotay and Tuvok are not convinced. He, they think that people are going to take advantage of them, take their shit, cut and run. I like how they make Tuvok the opposite. Not really the opposite, but I like how they... Because, like, you could easily be like, well, of course Chakotay thinks that. He's Maquis, right? Like, yeah. he... He knows how to survive and be like a terrorist, and you know what I mean. Like, but like if like like uh, Tuvok is saying it, that adds weight to the to the question. It right? does because like, he is so Starfleet. He's unwaveringly he's, loyal. But it makes so much sense because he's just pure logic. So yeah. logically, yeah, you, he's, you he play straight up says roles. like logic dictates that if we do not take their tactics into consideration, that we'll be destroyed. Yeah, and. Janeway tries to put this alliance together, and for a while, she's the only one who believes in it, even amongst her own crew, which is crazy. Yeah, Tom Paris is like, oh, because <laughs> that's how he is. Like, oh God, Ugh. I hate everything. Ugh. I wish it was the nineties. The writers <laughs> didn't know what to do with my character. Blah. I'm moving to Portland when we get home. Jesus, he would. <laughs> but Voyager can't get any of the other ships into the Alliance until she meets with a Nigean ship with yeah. a captain named Garen. Yeah, these guys are cool. I like <laughs> these dudes. And he's like straight up like, and then we loot them? Yeah. And like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> First we hang them, then we stab them, then we kill them. <laughs> No, 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 Garen, no. It's, okay, when do we loot him, though? When, wait, so when's the killing and looting? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I don't know about being in this alliance. How many other ships do you have? She's like, uh, you'd be the first. Yeah, welcome to the, being the first one. <laughs> and that's when Neelix has this one worthwhile line of the episode where he says, you know, like, uh, I was the first member of the alliance, and yeah. they've done nothing but help me for the six years that I've known them. Yeah. And Garen is like, okay, this means nothing to me. Yeah, he's like, so, <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you could be lying, I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know you. I don't fucking know who you are. But um, uh, Janeway offers them food, and he's like, and what do you want in return? Hey, she's like, nothing. Nothing, I just want you to know that we're trustworthy. Yeah. And, uh, think about our alliance. And he says, oh, okay. I will take your food, and then I will think about your alliance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we get the little B-plot in this episode where the Doctor and Seven of Nine have created a beep meth. They make some beeps. They got with- a beatbox going with the Fantomi because <clears throat> he really likes opera, of course. Everybody loves opera. Yeah, who doesn't like opera? Unless Bugs Bunny's doing it. I'm not a big opera guy. <laughs> But um, the the sort of like stowaway rat guy, they name him Fantome, 
and I love that seven of nine is like you've been a you've been like aware for seven years or whatever. Yeah. And you've never picked a name for yourself, but you named this guy like twenty minutes after he shows yeah. up. <laughs> it makes sense. But um, they figure out how to they create a language which is nuts. Like that. Think about how long it would take to create a language out of sounds. This is such a clever part of this episode. Like, I love this. Because it's like... It, they could have easily just been lazy and been like, Oh, we taught them how to talk, right? Oh, yeah. That would have been lazy as fuck. But they did yeah. something really clever with them instead. I mean, it makes so much sense. Because, like, they wouldn't be able to talk. Maybe one time... Like like you said, like maybe if they were like a species who came into the void and evolved. Like, maybe they could talk then, but... They're so stealthy and quiet, like, they would never talk. Oh, yeah. And the doctor sort of hypothesizes that, like, thanks to, like, their brain shape and everything and the way they seem to be able to communicate so quickly using the sound system that they have a, like, link to one another psychically. Yeah, they can telepathically communicate, sort of. But they like the sound system better. Yeah, who doesn't? They're playing fucking jams on it. They playing some Ario Speedwagon on that shit. Yeah, Saturday night. <laughs> um, this is when a new ship shows up into the void, and Voyager's gonna show, gonna put the money where the mouth is, and yeah. show that they're gonna protect new ships when they show up, regardless. General Valen shows up, opens fire, and Voyager's like, "Huh, we got this shit." Yeah, we fucked him up before, right? But then another ship shows up, and they start obliterating Voyager. Yeah, and Valen, like, upgraded his shields, or what? which, like, how did he do that? He but stole them. He stole, yeah, he could have stolen them, yep. Piece of shit, he stole them. General shithead. But um, Captain Garen and the Nigean show up, and they're, they're gonna join the Alliance! Yeah, they, they save them, and they're like... I've reconsidered. I would like to eat more dried fruit, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We jump ahead a little bit. Like, the star date would probably tell us the difference, but I didn't pay much attention to the star date. It's a couple weeks later, right? It feels like it's a couple weeks, maybe. And uh, they're, like, doing, like, a little prospective alliance joining dinner with a guy named Commander Basal, who's like a huge piece of shit. Commander asshole. Oh, fucking got him. Damn, bro. <laughs> but, um, Garen and, uh, there's like a new ship with them that has, uh, it's like a hierarchy surveillance yeah, ship. Yeah, they have the hierarchy guys, yeah. Which I like their makeup. They're, they're fun. F- they're fucking great in STO, man. They're so stupid. <laughs> uh, they have the Kraylor. Like, they have like seven or eight ships at this point who've joined the Alliance, which yeah, is fucking dope. Yeah, and they're all flying in this void like a cool fleet. It looks cool. And uh, they they have like new technologies that to conserve power. Like they can use the replicators to do just as much as they did before, but like at one eighth the power usage. Yeah, they can feed like triple the people or something, which is like like evidence that this is a great idea, right? Like Janeway's like, see, <laughs> I told you, because that's exactly what happened with the Federation, right? They were like. Force fields? Oh, well, let's just use those. 
You know, like yeah, absolutely. Humans didn't have them, but then they were like, "Oh, well, let's just figure out how to use those." I think it's important to point out because I forgot to earlier that Fantome, the like rat boy, is played by Jonathan Del Arco. Who's that? Uh, he's Hugh the Borg. Oh, it's Hugh. Yeah, which I think oh. is pretty fucking cool that they brought him back before they brought him back again as Hugh. <laughs> They should bring him back as Fantome. Fantome is like a rat living in a void. Where, where would he come from? Hugh is like a rat living in a cube. Oh, fucking got him. <laughs> You're just destroying everybody today. Dude, it's hot. I'm irritable. <laughs> um, Basal is having dinner with Janeway, and he's like a bird guy. He's an asshole. And he's a parrot man, <laughs> He's, he, no, no, <laughs> no. Well, there's good parrot mancers and bad parrot mancers. He's there's a only bad parrot. there's only good parrot mancers. That's true. He that's gave, true. He gave a, a ridiculous. Amount. <laughs> um. <laughs> Josh, I uh, need you to understand. You got it. You got it. Look at this. Look at this number. <laughs> uh, I'll show you the number in a minute. But um. <laughs> Basal is like, look at this disgusting vermin. Yeah, he's like, the doctor's like, how fucking dare you? You want to take this outside, bitch? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, it's cool. I think it's cool because it's like, they've, like, in the Federation, they've learned to sort of confront the racism, right? And they're like, hey, don't do that. (laughs) There's like a, there's like a, thing happening here that becomes important later, right? Where, like, the doctor is like, you fucking bigoted Bill motherfucker, you piece of shit. You you bird shit eating fuck. And Janeway's like, doctor, 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 he's our guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, if you hate Fantome's species so much, like, I can beam them aboard my ship. Yeah, she, like, plays it well. And he's like, oh, well, I'll join your alliance then, which is like... Janeway was real horny for that technology he had yeah, that could she, help escape yeah. because, like, she would normally not work with just a full-on racist piece of shit. Yeah, later she's like, I should, I knew better. I, I knew yeah. that this wasn't a good idea, right? Um, the only thing that they're missing in order to escape the void is something called a Polaron modulator, which is a real thing. Yeah. Don't look it up. So you know what it is, but you can't make one. All right. Yeah. How does that work? Well, Josh, I know what a TV is, but I can't make one. No, but if you had, like, a spaceship that makes things, you could probably... Like, there's engineers, right? That's true. I'm not an engineer. Like, if your house had a basement with engineers in it, you could be like, hey, can you make a TV? They'd be like, sure. I'm guessing a Polaron modulator is, like, a really fucking complicated thing, because they build it, but it just doesn't work exactly right, so they have to keep tweaking it and everything. They have to keep trying it, yeah, I guess. And uh, Janeway's looking for a ship so that they can trade for it, but Basal shows up, and he's like, I found the modulator. He's like, I got one. And And everybody's psyched about it, but Janeway comes in, and she's like, where'd you get it? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I traded, he's like, I traded for it. Yeah. And she's like, "Did you, did you steal this?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Stealing's a cool crime. The cool crime of stealing." <laughs> and she's like, "Take it back." And he's like, "I can't." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Give it back to them." And he's like, "They don't need it." 
Yeah, they can't use it anymore. It's yeah. Just like, you killed them? Yeah. Take your modulator, take it off my ship, and shove it up your ass. Shove it up your bird ass. Bird and man. The fun, The funny thing is, like at the beginning of the idea of creating the Alliance, Janeway was the only one that was standing up for it, right? Yeah. But at this point, everyone is working despite her mistake. She says that. like They're all right. like working twice as hard to make up for her choice. Right. To, to ha- try and have Basal join them. Which is awesome. That's sort of what. That's like the point of an alliance that, like, no one person is too important. Yeah. It's a checks and balances. It's like a. Yeah. It's it's a natural, like, a, like mutually beneficial symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, telling Chicote, you know, like, I. I got too horned up for his technology. I shouldn't. Yeah. He was like a racist right in front of me, and I still didn't trust my instincts. Yeah. And then people like leave, right? Because they're like, well, fuck this. Like, we were going to get out of here. Now we're really never going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some ships do leave at this point. Which like, is stupid as fuck. Like, yeah, like you're this close and like yeah. you're leaving? Yeah, that's dumb. But I guess they go with the part. Oh, well, we have a part, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll they just like, go take where the park is. Yeah. Asshole. Assholeo. Um, they Torres finishes building the modulator because I guess like she had it right in front of her now. She knows like what she did wrong, but she has to test it first. Right. But the hierarchy, it turns out, have been spying on every other ship. They're in fucking <laughs> astrometrics, just spying on people. And Tuvok comes in, he's like, what are you guys doing in here? They're like, uh, <laughs> we're fucking spying, bro. Yeah, we can spy on everybody. Isn't this dope? And he's and like, Tuvok's you're not like, allowed in here. Tuvok's like, no. But then he's like, hold <clears> on, <throat> leave that leave that on. <laughs> he's like, wait a second, spying? Pretty dope, actually. You mean I can spy on people while they're making poops? Oh, no. Oh, no, Tuvok, no. <laughs> but it turns out Basal went straight to General Valen, and their big plan is they're going to attack Voyager and take everything the Alliance has. Of course. And Janeway's like, all right, we don't have time for a test anymore. Yeah, let's just, ju- we'll do it live. We only have time for justice. Ja, 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 ja. And she puts sunglasses on, and it's dope as fuck. Da, 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 da. She's not the Foot Clan. She could be. Wouldn't that be dope, though, if Kate Mulgrew was part of the Foot Clan in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That'd be awesome. Anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> They're like, they're like, Fantomate's like, hey, put us back out into space because we're space rats. Yeah, so they're they're talking with their, like, it's like crazy complex now, right? Yeah, they're playing like real music. They're playing like ELO songs to each other back and forth. It's magic, you know. (laughs) Hey there, Mr. Blue. (laughs) I can't stand that song only because. Like the Weezer cover that they wouldn't stop fucking playing. Oh Jesus! I uh, no fuck. I love Weezer, but man, we were talking about this earlier. Sometimes you just gotta you're done. Well, Weezer Weezer should have been done by now, right? Like there's there's several albums where you're just kind of like, all right, I get it. 
Yeah, they're just hanging on because like some of it's good. Like you, yeah. like the Red album, you're like, oh, this is pretty okay. That, I mean, that was like ten years ago already. There's, there was a Weezer did some cover of some song that was like one of the worst songs I've ever Africa. Heard. Yes. Yeah, they never. God, that was that awful. They made a cover album. They did a cover album. That that was the one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not super in. Like, I like like uh, like pop goes or uh, punk. Like, you know what I mean? Like those albums yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like an anthology where it's like different bands. But like, it's just Weezer playing like covers. Like, are you a cover band now, guys? Like, what are you doing? Right? I don't, whatever. Uh, I guess you can do whatever. Cast. You can phone it in. If you've been yeah. around for that long. True. Uh, they have so that cruise. The, uh, the, the, those fuckers. <laughs> I forgot what they're called. The hierarchy have yeah. been um, spying and they figure out Valen's plot. They can't test. They gotta go. They um, start their run towards the new funnel that's appeared. That leads out of the fucking. Void. Oh well, they develop. There's a cool montage. Oh there's, yeah. They like. They're like. Well, I, I have an idea, and they do the classic like, "What's the idea?" You know, like, like, like they're I don't like. Remember this? They're like studying. Like they, they it's like a the, lots of lots of panning camera and Fantome and the the rat people are like. Beep, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a really. This whole episode is extremely Starfleet, which everybody knows. I fucking am full. Oh yeah, about. hell yeah. But um, there's a really like, like almost like a beautiful little scene where like Janeway goes into sick bay and all of Fantome's people are standing around and they're like talking to one another, but they're making a song out of their yeah. beeps and boobs, and she's like, you can see on her face that she's just like. Astonished at this, yeah, it would be incredible to. It's like watching evolution, like yeah. in real time. <laughs> like, it's like the the birth of a language, and she's yeah. seeing it directly in front of her eyes. And she says, "Like you know, you've been out here for so long, you think that nothing can surprise you." Yeah, but that's great. It like took her breath away, and it's like such a great scene. And that's when Fantomi's people say that they want to help now. Yeah. That, you know, Voyagers helped them so much, they want to help. Yeah. And this is when we learned that they're native to the Void, um, which is questionable, but we figured out some fan theories for that. Yeah, we uh, made it better. <laughs> yeah, we gave it a reason. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, the whole... Their plan is fairly ingenious, they, um, it's, it's a plan that's as classic as trebuchet warfare. Uh, they weaken the shields on the other ships and then load up plague rats into the trebuchets and fire them over the walls. <laughs> They're sending the dead bodies of plague victims over the walls. Oh, jeez. And they take over the ships, like, immediately and, like, shut down their engines. Yeah, which is, it's, it's like, what great... Right, that, that's really good writing. Like, yeah, to absolutely. use to use that, like, uh, like to have Jamie be like, "Oh, well, we have a like a secret weapon. Like, these things are fucking impossible to find, right? Like, they're impossible to find. They're extremely intelligent. Yeah, 
to yeah. the point where they can pick up an entirely new language in a day. And they fucking learn how to turn off a warp engine, right? Like, yeah. They they go in and they find the big on-off switch on the wall like yeah. Voyager has, and they shift that to off. It's one of those big shunk switches. Shunk! <laughs> I'm picturing just a light switch from a normal light, but it's like a million times bigger on the it's wall. It's just a dimmer, because it's a lava lamp, right? <laughs> Man, I want a lava lamp. I never Dude, had one. I never had one either, but I, I never really wanted one. I, I, I My aunt had one, and I would just like sit and stare at it as a kid. Yeah, I have those like uh, strip lights. Those are cool. Yeah, we have some of those in the kitchen, because the lights in the kitchen aren't aimed correctly at the fucking counters. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so when you stand at the counter, your shadow goes over whatever you're trying what you're to do. Doing. Yeah. It's anyway, d- dank ass kitchen you got. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <sighs> did you know they age cheese in fucking caverns? Yeah, I did. I knew that. I, I watch s- it. I watch a YouTube guy who makes his own cheese. It's fascinating. That uh, is fascinating. I watch it a video game. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you went to a cheese cavern. No, I went to um, a fancy schmancy grocery store, and they had like cavern aged, like cave aged oh, cheeses, yeah. and they like were like thirty dollars, like yeah. sixty, seventy dollar cheeses. And I was oh, like, wow. I couldn't imagine spending that much for a cheese. Number one, I love a cheese, but it is gonna make me shit. And number yeah, two, for you, it's a double edged <laughs> shit. And number two, I can get a craft single for like two bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Craft single. <laughs> oh my god, when's the last time I had a craft single? It's fucking it's another Auntie Donna bit that I can do on the fucking show. <laughs> who who ate my noodles? <laughs> Lucky for you, craft single. <laughs> and he puts it in his mouth with the plastic on it. Oh, <laughs> No. And he takes it out, and there's a horrible ADR of his voice going, oh, I love a cheese single! <laughs> <laughs> Those dudes are nuts, man. God damn it. I'm just going to do all their bits on this show eventually, I guess. Yeah, Sorry, fuck everybody. It. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, back on Meanwhile on Voyager, <laughs> uh, they've shut down the other ships thanks to Fantome and his boys. So the Fantome they, boys. The Fantome boys. You want to join the Fantome boys? Oh shit! They should have done get your roll on. Get your roll on. Dude, they hear that man. Oh, change their whole culture for the better. Fuck yeah! But um, they use their their Polaron television. Modulator, yeah, the it is called a Polaron modulator. I thought I was pulling that out of my ass. They use that to create a shield bubble, not only around themselves but around all of the ships in the Alliance. They push through that fucking funnel, explode out into normal space, hit that warp, Jeez and they're it. home fucking free. It's cool because the Polaron Polaron shields is what the Dominion uses. And it's uh-huh. like, maybe that's why they didn't know how to do it, because they don't know about the Dominion, right? They're, it's true. They fucking, Imagine being Voyager, and you're like lost out in the middle of nowhere, right? And you get back, and everybody's like, oh, we were at war. Yeah, you like, were gone. Like, trillion people died. 
Yeah, like, you should lot. probably check on your loved ones. Yeah, go look at this list, like Starship Trooper style. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How long have you been at war for this many people to be dead? I don't know, like a year. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Shit went bad, folks. Yeah, every, everything was bad. Barkley's still alive. Oh, God, yes. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> But um, Janeway has a meeting with uh, Captain Garen and the hierarchy, and they're all like, oh, man, this alliance was fucking dope. This is the best alliance ever. We should have a reunion in five years. He's like, we should we should hang out. Anyway, bye. And they all knew that they never would. I think that they're like, <laughs> she's like, you guys can, like, just come with us. and Yeah, but they're, they're like, like, oh, we're headed in the opposite direction. Of course. We would like to see our families, please. We're going straight into the Borg, so... (laughs) Bye. Thanks for saving us. Time to throw ourselves into a light like a moth. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. But uh, Janeway says, you know, like, this was like being part of a federation again, and I missed it. And Chakotay's like, well, it's only 30,000 light years away. What are we doing standing around? Let's get going, family. (laughs) And then it goes, we're a family. And then they fast and fucking furious Tokyo drift back into the (laughs) Alpha Quadrant. Oh God! Uh, let's let's you know let's take a let's take a fucking quick break and we'll be right back with that Cochrane to Catfish scale. That's what you're here for. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back from those uh, messages from our not sponsors. We're not sponsored by ColecoVision or whatever that was. Or the Star Trek toys, or I wish we were. God, that would be cool. Look, here's the thing. I'll take a sponsorship from Star Trek toys, and you just give me a toy every week. Yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Whenever there's a new toy, just give me one. That's all I want. I wonder how thematically appropriate the commercials are for this show. What do you mean? Because, like, it was super appropriate for Syndication Station, right? Yeah. But I wonder how appropriate it is for... I would never take them away. It's, like, one of my favorite fucking things. Well, it's appropriate because I'm doing it. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Note to self, don't ask about that again. (laughs) I mean, I'm the commonality. Whatever. I just do what I want. Fuck it. I think it's awesome. I wouldn't fucking change it. I just think it's fun to listen to them. I just like hearing them. I don't know. And Star Trek is a TV show, so... Yeah, it's Appropriate enough. And it was on in the 80s and 90s. So, <laughs> we got this Cochrane to Catfish scale of quality. Yeah. It goes from Warp 1, which is doo-doo... 
to warp yeah. 10, which turns you into a catfish, which is fucking radical. Or if you're, uh, uh, what's his name from Enterprise? Tucker. If you're Trip, he thinks that the catfish means, like, a, a real catfish. Because he loves catfish. That's true. Catfish he was is, very confused. Catfish is the greatest food known to mankind, yeah. according to Trip Tucker. So yeah, he's like, oh, that ding dong scale ain't about no cat, real catfish eating. Oh well, Bating. My face into this is red. Spittoon. I'm gonna go vacation in Jacksonville, Florida, and <laughs> stay in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Uh, fuck you, Trip Tugger. Sure hope them, sure hope them Ding Dang Zindy didn't vaporize that Walmart. It's the only thing we got in Jacksonville, Florida. It's Jacksonville, baby. That's what I always say. So where are you putting this on the Cochrane to Catfish scale? Man, this is a great episode. Uh, I'm gonna give it at eight point five. Ooh, eight point five. You no, know, I'm what? gonna give it. A, I'm going to give it an 8.2, because that's the warp factor they need to go. Oh, shit. That's clever. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay, yeah, just to be sure, yeah. I mean, 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8.2, round up to (laughs) (laughs) 8.5. That's not how rounding works. I don't care. (laughs) I remember, like, watching this last night and being genuinely shocked at how good it was because yeah. voyager is maybe it's not as good as i'm thinking it is actually because i was like just shocked that a voyager episode ended up this good to me well that's the thing right like are we are we giving it leeway because it's voyager and i don't think we are because i think this is like a real like there were moments when i was like this is fucking star trek hell yeah, yeah. This is star trek is fuck i mean any episode that has characters against all odds upholding Starfleet morality yeah. is... It's always my shit. Always. Like, why isn't... Why wasn't this the whole show? Like, why did they just write shit like this? Like... I don't know. There, We got an email about that that we'll get to. An M-Class email. I guess you'll have to wait a fucking week to hear about it. If you're not suckers. a patron, like a... Like a good, good Trek boy... I have to wait like five minutes. Yes, if you were if you were a patron, you could just stop this episode and go hit play on that episode and find out what I'm talking about. That's part of the thing. You also get Jeff and Josh talk over movies. We did Total Recall. God, that was fun. That was so. That movie fun. is stupid as shit. <laughs> that movie's dumb and so fucking fun. It's it's like. It's the perfect talks over movie movie. Yeah, like they don't make them like that anymore, and like it's just such a bizarre occurrence of a movie where you're like, oh, this is weird. We we spend a lot of time talking about how wild it is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing an everyman named Doug. Doug Quaid, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger could lift a car with his fucking left arm. He's oh, he's, he's every man construction worker, Douglas Quaid. Only in like the late eighties, early nineties could that happen. Like now they would they would be like, What? <laughs> like, no, you can't play this character. <laughs> like, exactly. Listen, listen to yourself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that would be a thing. They'd yeah, be like, no, Absolutely. No. So but back um, then they didn't care. Become a patron, man. Like you're missing out if you're not yeah. a patron. But um we do have an email that sort of explains why Voyager had such troubles 
And well, I know that they changed captains, right? Well, yeah, but that was like before production started, really. Yeah, but I feel like that set a lot of the tone. Like, I feel like they. This is like for the email episode, but I feel like they compromised a little too much, right? Like, well, the the I'll just give a little hint as to the cause. His uh, his name rhymes with uh, uh, Slick Sherman. Oh, Slick Sherman. His name rhymes with Rick Berman. Oh, Slick Sherman. <laughs> it's me, Slick Sherman. Slick creator. Sh- Slick Sherman does sound like the cool kid in an 80s high school movie. Slick Sherman. Oh, Slick Sherman over there. <laughs> you can buy cigarettes from him. <laughs> Voyager had a lot of troubles. Um, and that's why it wasn't this good throughout. But man, imagining... Because, I mean, TNG is probably my favorite series. It's either that or Deep Space Nine. And yeah. both of those shows have bad episodes in them still. And have sure. high and low points throughout the run. But there's a consistent quality that's missing in Voyager. Yeah. And... Man, if there were more episodes like this, I would be head over heels for Voyager. Because Janeway is like a paragon of Starfleet morality and ideals in this. And it's fucking amazing to see her change her situation using those ideals and nothing else. She's the woman Picard. Like... Which is, like, yeah, make more captains like him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, um, she shows both sides in this one, where she's, um, she's got, like, her her mom vengeance, right? Where she, her kids got stolen from. Yeah. So she's gonna track them down and get some answers. Yeah, she's gonna go talk to their parents. But then she also has, like, the, the Starfleet officer who would do... Uh, whatever is necessary to make certain that Starfleet ideals are upheld. Again, always my shit. So I'm going to yep. give this 8.5. Uh, keeping in mind that, of course, like a 10 is like in the pale moonlight, uh, yeah, the yeah. inner light, Darmok, those yeah, type of episodes. Only a few. They're not making 10s anymore. No. <laughs> they they're don't make like, them like they used to. They're making like point 10s. I think it's important to point out as well that if you're listening to this podcast and uh, when we talk about New Trek, which uh, has become fairly rare, I think, on this show. Yeah. Um, you came to our podcast. <laughs> you, you can't That's really your get mad mistake. at that. <laughs> it's like I came into your house. Gaslighting the people that are listening to if I came into your house and you had placemats I didn't like, like come on, come on now. Yeah, I I, I would talk about it, but you know how I feel. We, about yeah, it. we've we've gone over it enough, and I think that's why we don't bring it up as much anymore, except passingly. Yeah, uh, our earlier episodes were just chock full of us bitching endlessly. Well, I had it. to get the poison out, dude. We had to we had to we had to like sweat the fever out, man. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but um we give Voyager a hard time cuz it's funny, really, to give it a hard time, but Voyager's uh, the the youngest sibling and we just give it a hard time cuz it's the youngest sibling. Although like, Enterprise nothing... is younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Enterprise is like your cousin came to stay with you. Cousin Oliver. It's the Cousin Oliver, yeah. 
Enterprise is like the Cindy Brady. You know what's weird about Enterprise that I'd, I'd like to talk about for a second? Yes. Is um, I was I was very I was vehemently against Enterprise to begin yeah. with. I was I thought it was the worst series. I remember, and I was like, "You're wrong." And Josh <laughs> converted me to giving Enterprise more of a chance. And the more Enterprise I watched, the more I liked it. And now I'm sort of. Um, I'm, I'm, like, going down the slope again, where the more Enterprise I watch, the more I'm like, huh, this is from 2001, huh? Why? What are you at? <laughs> I forget the last one I watched, but it was, like, I don't know. If if Archer would have looked at the camera and been like, George W. Bush, I would have been like, that fits. <laughs> I, I only think you feel that way because we lived through that traumatic time period. I mean, I they don't... did, too. <laughs> well, they did, too. I don't, I never really picked that up. I, I don't think of it that way, just because, like, I think they use it so well to make him evolve, right? Like, he changes it. Like, like I, I like that. I like that he's, like, kind of a shitty guy. And well, he that's kinda... true. He, he starts out uh, way worse than he ends up, but there's, there's some moments, even during, like, the last season, where he makes some decisions that the show... Or not even him. Like, sometimes aliens will make a decision, and then the show sort of, like doesn't get into the moral well and it's just sort of like yeah. well they were right to make that shit Well they don't decision. have the they don't have the Starfleet to back up on you know Starfleet doesn't exist well, yet Still I mean I'm talking from a meta perspective here like the writers know what's correct and what isn't Although right. at the time I'm guessing a lot of that was sort of blurred lines with 9/11 just happening and everything Yeah that was the beginning and that's of why the, like, the moral yeah. doesn't really hit sometimes in episodes because the mindset isn't really there in the writer's room for sure they didn't stick to their guns in in terms of having star trek always be like this like non-dramatic like sometimes it's just dramatic because it's dramatic right and that's the cw that's just the way it is oh yeah that's true which sucks which sucks but enterprise had some things working against it like timeline wise placement wise but i i still think it holds up as well as any other series I do think it's overall better than Voyager, which I, is crazy. I'm really on the fence about that. Like, I, I've, I've watched all of Voyager, and I'm still, like, plucking away every now and then through Enterprise, so... We'll, we'll talk about it in the email episode. Uh, I, got, I got things to say. <laughs> oh. About the email. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking my brain is working. Okay, well, you know what? We've given our rating. We've talked about this episode. We've given you everything you need to go to sleep tonight and go, Mmm, I love those Trek boys. So mm, Nom nom. <laughs> so I think we're going to give you our spiel here at the end because we love you guys so much. We want you to be a part of M-Class Podcast. We don't want you to just sit there and listen passively. We want you to follow us on Twitter at M-Class Podcast. Get into the conversation about yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, Tell us what you think about what we're saying on that show, as long as it's good. It can be bad. Don't hurt my it. feelings. You can call me a little bitch. I don't care. <laughs> he likes it. He loves it. Oh, no. Don't strangle me while you do it. <laughs> yeah, tell us what you think about whatever episode we're watching. Tell us what you think about what we thought about it. We would love to get into a little conversation on the internet with you. And if you really want to support us, keep us going, keep us alive and well, 
You can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar a month you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, you get access to a Discord full of amazing people, and with a little bit more money down, $5, $10, you get access to other podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, commentary tracks for great movies like the one we just did for Total Recall under the banner of Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, some old audio logs that were fun to do. We're going to get back into those soon. Oh, yeah, the audio logs. Uh, that have like a meta narrative for the podcast that we don't do anywhere near enough of for it to register, but whatever. <laughs> Supporting us keeps us alive and keeps us making content. I think that's what matters. Oh, and at a dollar a month, you also get all of the wallpapers that I make for M Class Podcast. Every episode art is Dude, a full that's quality. That's like ridiculously a lot, and they're all great. And that's a dollar. Just a dollar. Are you crazy? Cool as fuck. Thank you, the Josh. Is, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Uh, if you need any information about mclass, any links to anything we've done, you can head over to mclasspodcast.com, mm-hmm. which has an episode list with links to every single episode we've done so far. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I keep up with fairly well, honestly. Um, usually by the end of a collection, I have added links to every episode in that collection as well. That's good. I'm pretty fucking dope, folks. Go find out. There's a merch link on there as well, even though uh, I don't know about continuing to use Teespring because they keep trying to uh, make us make NFTs. Never going to do that. Fuck NFTs, off. NFTs. That, that's the future. Not fucking trying. Ah, no fucking titty. <laughs> <laughs> Support us. You know who supported us? Vitizen, when he gave us the use of his track Outer Space Race. You yeah. can find Vitizen's amazing music on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, and anywhere amazing music is sold. Go support that guy. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody who listened today. You are all beautiful and special in your own way. We love you. We love hope you. to get stuck in a void with you. Hope to get stuck in your void. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That means you butt. Nice. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class Podcast. Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill. 